This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. It's time for the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, presented by Nest Betting, Love Where You Sleep. And it continues to be an interesting year as, as, as your ball club continues to hover around 500. But we know this is the time, Bob, where you usually get on track in June. Do you feel like that's going to come around here for this club? I think everybody feels like it's going to happen. We just, like we've said often on this show, we just our timing hasn't been great. You know, you get a well-pitched game and uh, we don't score any runs. You get score some runs, you don't get a well-pitched game. You have a lead going in the late, and, and we, we end up blowing some games. So it hasn't been perfect this year, but I think everybody realizes at some point in time we're going to get all this together and we're going to start playing better and get on a little bit of a roll, which typically uh, we do at some point in time in the second half. Is it like deja vu because you were basically at the exact same point last year that you are now? Yeah, I don't, you know what, each year is different. I don't really take much stock in where we were the year before. I do, what resonates with me always is in 2012, we got to the 500 mark on the last day of the first half. We went and we took the break. We were at 500. We climbed all the way back. I think we were 9 or 11 below at one point in time. We won the division. So that's the one that, that always resonates with me. Um, but we have to go out and do it. And, and we do have some guys here that have some conviction in what we're doing. We just, to this point, uh, haven't played as well consistently as we expect to. I think of two teams that have played, one was here, one was over at Oracle. They are teams that didn't win a championship, but for some reason they are so beloved, it almost feel like they did. The We Believe Warriors that upset the Dallas Mavericks, a one versus an eight, and Baron Davis and those guys, and they made the big trade uh, to bring in, in guys that just turned it around. And I think of 2012. I mean, it was an absolute magical year, even though it didn't get out of the first round. But still, when you bring it up, it always like it's some of the great memories. No doubt. I mean, I, I'm that last weekend was was incredible. I mean, it was almost like a dream that, you know, we have to sweep them to, to win the division. The only time we were in first place in the division when the season was over. So it was a magical season. But when you have that resource back there and and you think back at where you are in the first half and how you played at times, it's it's hard not to think back and, and have high expectations for the second half. Marcus Simeon. I mean, the story just keeps getting better. The 14-game hitting streak, hitting 390. It's a career-high hitting streak for him. I just talk about what he's doing for you, especially at the leadoff spot. Well, he's doing everything. And, you know, he's on base, what is it, 360 or 370 at this point right now. Um, 
You know, there was a time when we only let off against left-handed pitch and we hit him down in the order against righties. He's taking his walks. He's learning the strike zone each and every year better. He's hitting the ball the other way. I mean, he just, just gets better every year. If you ever have a kid that you want to watch uh, a big league player uh, go about his business, and, and even guys in our minor league system and so forth, you watch Marcus Simeon because he's he's hell-bent on, on getting better and, and making sure each and every game and each and every year he's a better baseball player. We recently had him on A's Cast Live, and I said, okay, what's the relationship like between you and Bob to where he's allowing you to play every day? Because no one wants their guys to play every single day. The old Cal Ripken Jr., I think about the great streak Miguel Tejada had. What is that relationship like between the two of you where he's not getting any rest? Well, I'd like to hear what he had to say about that, (laughs) but you know what? He doesn't want any rest, and... And whenever I, I, I come up, approach him, and see how he's feeling and so forth, he had, wants nothing to do with the conversation. So uh, you watch how he works in the gym every day. Um, he takes good care of himself. He gets to sleep. He eats right. He's a family man. He's, he's ready to play every day, and he thinks that if there's a baseball game on a particular day, it's his job to go out and play. There's something said about character and character in the room. And I think of Logan Davidson, the kid who was just drafted the number one pick out of Clemson who graduated in three years. And as I was doing the show from the end of the dugout, I looked out there and I saw him taking ground balls with Marcus Simeon. I saw Marcus talking to him. And then Matt Chapman was talking to him. What a great thing that is for a young player. to If you're going to talk to two guys about how to play infield and how to get your career started – what two great resources did you see that out there and what'd you think yeah i did and you knew that was going to happen and and actually when i you know i hit ball uh, ground balls to chapman every day and and you know davidson came over and took some ground balls with him so i got to hit him some ground balls too and 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 matt is so regimented in in his program before the game that i was actually kind of surprised that he allowed him to come in and take some ground balls with him but these guys realized uh you know how big a day that is for him and and you know want to make him feel comfortable and want to make him feel like he belongs and you know get his career started and move his way up and hopefully to the big leagues pretty soon but i'll tell you this marcus simeon never wants to get wally pipped and and that's one of the reasons he wants to play every day is because he doesn't want anybody taking his job and and you can understand that you know that that you, you take a little bit of a break, you need an off day here, and someone comes in and has a good game. <laughs> He's not going to allow that to happen, and that's one of the reasons he keeps himself in, in such great shape is so uh, he can take the post every day. It's the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, brought to you by Nest Betting. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbetting.com. That's nestbetting.com. All right, so I didn't realize how tall the kid was, and so where I do my show at the end of the dugout, I didn't realize how big he was until you went up and shook hands with him, and you're, what, about 6'5"? And I was like, wow, he's almost as tall as Bob Melvin. For a shortstop to be 6'3"-ish, that's a big shortstop. Were you surprised about the the shoulders and and how big he was? No, I knew. I mean, we knew he was a big kid, and he's got some power, and he moves side to side really well. He's probably going to get a little bit bigger as he goes along, too, but uh, they they expect him and anticipate him to be a shortstop because – uh, how well he moves around, and there are very few of those guys. So um, you, you watch him swing the bat, and he's got some power from both sides. Looked like he was able to hit the ball the other way. Has a good understanding. And, you know, talking to our scouts that, that actually signed him, they said this kid's going to be legit, and he's going to play shortstop. So, um, you know, I know he's, he's on his way uh, today to, to, to start his big league or to start his professional career. And, you know, yesterday was a huge day for him being with the guys and knowing he's embarking on a career and you know everybody's focus is getting to the big leagues I know he wants to get there as quickly as possible 
I always compare shortstops like all the years I did the NFL draft. It was about tight ends, and Bill Parcells would always say, you draft a tight end because the body size, because you can take that guy and you can make him a tackle, you can make him a defensive end, maybe a linebacker, he stays a tight end. Shortstop for me is like that too in baseball. You can draft a shortstop. Think about Chad Pender. He can play third, he can play left, he can play center, he can play right. There's something about that shortstop body that makes them so versatile. Have you seen that in your career? I have, and I've seen a lot of guys that haven't stayed at the position, too. You know, you, when you're younger and you're, you you got the ability to get a little bit bigger and so forth, a lot of guys end up moving around and, and going to different positions. It, it takes a, a serious skill set and, and a kid that, you know, can move around well even at his height to, to remain at that position. But, you know, all our guys are saying he is a true shortstop, and, you know, we're excited about watching him start and, and you know, following every day and see how he's doing and see how he moves up in the years to come and, you know, when we get him in spring training. So, um, you know, for a big kid, but, uh, you know, he, the comps are, you know, uh, similar to big guys, his his style. And Cal Ripken, I played with Cal, he kind of comes to mind. So there are certain guys that can do that at that height. That's not a bad comparison. No, I probably went. I probably could have taken it easy on him there. Uh, Maybe far, Seager would have been a little easier. Yeah, I think anybody would have, might have been easier than Cal Ripken, and Alex Rodriguez. So, um, no, he he's he's got quite the upside, and I think our our people felt like they were really lucky to get him at the position that we got that we took our first round pick. So you mentioned hitting balls to Matt Chapman. Now we've talked in the past about how you like to throw BP, and so you know how your hitters are going. It's like a competition every day between you and Matt Chapman. And watching it, it's hilarious because when he gets you, he's yelling and having a great time. The other day, you flipped the fungo bat in the air. Talk about this competition, you against Matt Chapman hitting ground balls every day. Well, it's, it's you know, it looks like a competition, but it's really no competition. And, and yesterday, I think he was showing off for the kid a little bit. The, the last ball that I hit him every day is, is the one that we kind of go after a little bit. He literally goes out to shortstop. And I hit a ball as close to the third base bag as I possibly can, and I hit it with some velo on it. And he ends up getting it. At times he still surprises me how far he goes to get it, and then makes the throw across his body to first base. And yesterday might have been the ultimate. And I think uh, with the kid there, he wanted to show off a little bit, and he certainly did yesterday. So he made sure he came around the the cage. I was talking to Jim Palmer. I was kind of bragging about Chappie to Jim Palmer, and he came and looked at me. And he goes, "How come you can't give me a little love for that?" That play I just made right there, and, and Jim Palmer goes, oh, he is right now. He's been bragging about you. So, you know what? When you talk about practicing the way you play, uh, Matt Chapman and Marcus Simeon do that very well. You know, Mike Fires at one point was really struggling for you, and he said, this is not me, and I'm going to turn it around. And he throws a no-hitter, 5-0 and in his last eight starts. This veteran has really stepped up for you after the early struggles. What has he meant as a veteran and a leader for your pitching staff? Well, he really has. You know, after getting off to a slow start, the, the consistency he's given right now, and it's tough to take him out of game, especially since we've had some trouble with the bullpen at times. You know, yesterday's pitch counts, good. I for There was no reason for me, you know, going into the seventh to even think about taking him out. And, and I was thinking more about the eighth inning than anything else, but – you know, ends up giving up a walk. He ends up giving up a base hit, and we really felt like the contrast between Hendricks and him, uh, you know, would be key on on Davis right there. But man, he's making it really difficult for for me to take him out of games in a day that the bullpen rules. You know, certain starters want to be out there for a while, and that's been the case with him. And uh, he's been fantastic. And and really on days like that 
gives the bullpen a rest. We're only using two guys yesterday. Yeah, we know the bullpen numbers are far different from last year. It's just a reality, and we'll end on this as, you know, 16 losses by the bullpen this year, only 17 last year. But one guy in particular has really earned his way, and that's Liam Hendricks. It's Tell, tell us what you've seen and why he's earned this opportunity to pitch later in games in high leverage situations. All you have to do is look at the numbers. It's a one-something ERA. It's way fewer hits than innings pitched. It's strikeouts. It's 97-mile-an-hour fastball that at times it's just screaming out of his hand, and he can tell a hitter his fastball is coming. They're going to have a tough time uh, you know, catching up to it. So you know, he's, he's done a lot of hard work between last year when he got sent down and where he is right now and incrementally worked his way up. You know, Lou Trevino is going to be back in that role at some point in time. We need Lou in that role. Um, and sometimes you have to let them let them fail a little bit to, to realize kind of where they are. But, uh, you know, Liam's been just the opposite. He's been the guy that's, that's crept up from, you know, maybe a two-inning guy or a guy that we were pitching in down games. And now, you know, at this point in time, he's the eighth-inning guy and he deserves to be. Good luck the rest of the week. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Appreciate it. That's the Bob Melvin Show right here on Ace Cast, brought to you by NestBetting.com. That's NestBetting.com. Love where you sleep. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 